The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. Yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, late model motors for the rest of this program, and we're probably going to run over. And uh, if you have uh, questions or, or things like that, you can reach us at 941-228-8359. Right now we have uh, Jeff Choquette uh, on the line with us and also joining us here as part of the Real Racing USA team, Rob Bonehead Elting, back again. How you guys doing? Doing good. How are you guys? We're doing we're doing good. Man. Anytime we're uh, talking to people like you, we're doing good, man. We finally got all the dirt out of our equipment from uh, Hendry County. Oh, you're talking to oh Jeff, no. Not me. Hey, Rob. <laughs> hey, Rob. Rob, you know what fixed that problem we were having on Inside Florida Racing last night? What's that? Just plug the plug the mixer into a different power strip. Bingo. Done deal. Well, made it tough, but hopefully uh, people listening uh, weren't having to deal with it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Jeffrey, uh, uh, you you called, uh, gave us a call early, uh, last week, I believe, and uh, there were some things that... Uh, you didn't necessarily, I guess, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but basically you had some things you didn't necessarily agree with. That, uh, yeah, that, uh, and that's very true. I was, just for some reason, you know, I, I catch every, you know, every other show that you guys have, and for some reason, you know, I just happened to tune into that show. It was all about the, the Florida spec motors. And, um, you know, I just felt a lot of the uh, so-called facts that you guys were receiving were, you know, very false, and, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to give you guys some of my ideas or, you know, some of my facts that that I know, you know, because I run the motor and, you know, obviously progressive built all my motors, you know, so I have a very good relationship with them, and, um, you know, just to tell you guys a little bit about it so you guys understand a little bit more what's going on, because I know all the listeners out there and, and you guys like Jack and, and everybody else, you know, you guys do the radio stuff, and you guys are good at doing that. And, you know, you guys sometimes tend to, to not understand a lot about, you know, the motor end and, and setups and tech and, you know, how the cars work and stuff. You know, that's why you guys do what you do and, you know, that that we do the racing. And stuff. Hey, Jeff, that's why we brought Bonehead in with us tonight because we didn't want to come to this gunfight without, without a gun at all. We wanted to at least have something in our back pocket. <laughs> um, but the first thing I just want to start off, you know, for all the listeners that are that are listening in, because it seems like it's a pretty popular show tonight with everything that's going on on the message board. But um, about Op Alabama, um, that had nothing to do with the motor situation. I could have took the motor out and I could have went around the track like Fred Flintstone, and I still wouldn't have gone any faster, any slower. Um, we went up there into guaranteed concrete cars. And it was a brand new car just put together. We just we struggled straight off the trailer with it. Uh, actually, we had too much motor when we went up there. We had a Ford motor, and uh, we were running restricted plates that that kill you know anywhere from 50 to 100 horsepower out of the motor. But I just wanted to clear that up with everybody because I did come off a few weeks and we did win a lot of races and we go up to Op Alabama and get lapped in a race, but. That was uh, it. Was a tough weekend. What Jeff's talking about is is last week's comments by Wayne Anderson saying how you had dominated speed weeks with the spec motor, 
go to op and you have your problems up there. Now, but you you said you went up there what with the steelhead Ford. Yeah, we went up there with the steelhead Ford, which believe it or not makes about thirty five. 40 to 35 to 40 more horsepower than a spec motor makes. Right, they're in the 600 635 range, right? Um, the the Ford motors well, a long time ago used to be in that range. Right now they're I mean they're up to 635 range, but the Ford that that the Ford motors we have now are almost to the 650 range, 640 650 range. You know, and a spec motor has 610. You know, what What advantage do you have by running a motor that has 610 horsepower versus a motor that has 650? You know, in my eyes, that's not an advantage at all. You know, the motor's a very good motor. It's a very, very reliable motor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, I thought I heard somebody talk. The motor, you know, it's a very reliable motor. For somebody that is coming in, you know, like Wayne mentioned, you know, people sit there and have... $100,000 in motors. Well, this motor allows you not to have that $100,000 in motors, you know, because you don't need them, because this is an all-around motor. Um, yes, you get a weight break, but, you know, it, it's not that big of an advantage like what some people that don't run the motors make them out to be. All right, now, let's say, uh, okay, steel-headed Ford motor, how much? Uh, about six forty uh, on on the average. No money wise. Forty dollars. Uh, money wise, you're looking thirty five, forty thousand. Fast car spec motor. Uh, sixteen. Don't I mean this isn't you know this is just roundabout numbers. Sure. Um, and it was sixteen five, seventeen thousand. So is it now? It, it it doesn't make a whole lot of if you got twenty or thirty more horsepower. When you go to places like that are real abrasive, like Five Flags, does it make much difference? I mean, qualifying, yes, but, I mean, there's a lot of people that go up there. Okay, when we go up there, we have a 9-to-1 Chevy motor, and after qualifying is done and over with, we end up knocking 100 horsepower out of the motor, you know, as soon as qualifying is done. You know, so that track is... You, you really need, like, two different setups. You need one with a lot of horsepower and one, you know, with no horsepower. Okay, tell us a little bit about the 9-to-1s, then. 9-to-1 Chevys is, you know, if the old, the way it used to be, if you went to Lakeland with a 9-to-1 Chevy, you know, you were, you were out to lunch. You know, you, could, you just couldn't keep up with the Fords. <clears throat> and, and now, you know, the spec motors are a really easy motor to drive. They're they're very forgiving, and it allows it allows somebody to go to Lakeland and not have to buy that forty thousand dollar Ford, and they can go there with a the spec motor and they can actually keep up this time. Now you know, I mean, what a little bit of what Wayne said, and uh, some other people have mentioned is that uh, you know this is going to hurt Speed Weeks next year. The Northern guys don't want to come down here, and. And in all reality, at, you know, at Speed Week or at, you know, in, in Lakeland, um, the northern cars were down. I mean, as far as attendance, but then again, you had Eddie Hoffman running right out front there, and he's a northern car, right? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt attendance. I, I think the economy is going to hurt attendance. You know, the economy is hurting people in Florida going to going to Speed Weeks. You know, so what is it going to do for a guy that has to travel with diesel? At four dollars and ten cents a gallon now, you know a guy that has to travel almost you know twenty hours to get here. Yeah, you know it's going to be a lot of fuel 
to get here, you know, and they they don't just want to spend that kind of money. So I I don't think it's going to hurt attendance. Um, you know, all they're really doing is they're giving they're giving everybody a chance. You know, so the select few that had the Fords, you know, they're giving the select, they're giving everybody a chance to keep up with them. Is what they're doing with the spec motor. So when so when you went to to the Rattler, why didn't you you couldn't take a spec motor? Is that right? You couldn't run them. Yeah, because everybody has blown it out of proportion. You know, they make it seem like you know I have a, a four thirty dirt car under my under my hood. You know, a dirt car that makes nine hundred horsepower. It, it's it's not that. You know what what's going on here in the spec motor world between you know Alabama, Pensacola, and, and down here in South Florida is it, it's a motor war and it's and it's all about money. You know. They don't want to let their motors down here. They, you know, they don't want to let our motors up there, and it's all because who's going to sell more motors? You know, if they let our motors up there, people are going to buy some motors down here from from Steve at Progressive, and it's just vice versa. And it and it's a sad deal. And, and you got people going around saying, you know, the motors illegal. Nobody knows what's in them. If anybody at any point in time wants to bring me a, a spec motor fresh out of Steve's shop, I will be more than happy. To give them their my motor, my spec motor out of my car. That's how equal I know they are, and that's how much trust I have in Steve at Progressive. So, so Jeff Choquette throwing down the challenge. Yeah, and Rob, Rob, just jump in here anytime you want, man. Also, I just want to throw one thing in before you go. Dick Anderson also runs a, a spec motor. You know, I believe Dick is. You know, he he loves racing, and you know he he. Everybody had to run, you know, the thirty and forty thousand dollar motors. He would have a hard time racing. The the spec motor allows the ninety two car to really go out there and, and compete on the track, you know. And Dick doesn't have no big sponsors, and Dick's the same way I am. If there's if there's anybody that wants to come and bring them bring a, a, a spec motor, he'll be more than happy to trade them for his motor too. Rob, go ahead. I, I'm going to tell you, I just think that in a lot of cases, uh, you know, the amount of money that's being spent anyways in super late model racing and late model racing period for the amount of payout that we get these days is kind of uh, ridiculous anyways when you offset and you talk about spending $40,000 on a motor to go run a race to win, you know, 5000 bucks. just seems yeah. kind of crazy, but that's a different point. Um, the point of the, the, the motors, the reason why they came out with the spec motor because they wanted a motor that didn't have to get tore apart, that would be a fast motor and be, uh, you know, the thing of the future. And the parts all can be bought from the dealership, so they're all just supposed to be put together and there's not supposed to be machining involved. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the whole issue that I think that a lot of guys have is that if you have three, four, five, ten motor builders that you allow to put these things together and seal them up, there is no... Uh, power to be out there in these tech sheds that are tearing these sealed motors apart. There's no listing put out of what's in a spec motor because I should be able to build my own spec motor, okay, and spend less than $16,000 on putting that motor together if that's the way I choose to do it. And the thing of trying to seal up motors where they never get torn apart in tech, that, that's ridiculous. There's no reason why they still shouldn't pull a head off a motor. We put heads off of motors for years, dude. And and Dick Anderson, I guarantee you, okay, if if we were ten years back from where we're at today, okay, 
and he had his motor that was in his car of the day when he used to race it, and some cats were out here beating him with this other spec motor, and he didn't know what was in it, and he wasn't privy to everything like he is today, he wouldn't have liked it. He wouldn't have liked it one bit. And, oh, uh, no. I agree. So, you know, it, 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 the, the spec motor is a great thing because it dropped the price down to a, a comparable amount where more guys could afford to go buy this motor. And in that way, that's great. A guy like me, I'm not a guy that, that can even um, uh, talk about in the aspect that you guys are talking today because of the, the places that you guys are racing and, and where you're at in racing today as opposed to where I'm at. I made a comment yesterday on the show. I run the same crank and rods in my car that I've had since 1998. That doesn't mean I don't have, you know, 580 or 590 horsepower in the motor I have. I've never complained about horsepower because I'm running down here at Charlotte County Motorsports Park where you don't need it. All right. If I was going to go to Lakeland, all right, that'd be a different story. I'd want to have something that's comparable with what everybody else has. So if I show up there with my steelhead, okay, aftermarket steelhead flat top Chevrolet that's only a 558 maximum, okay, and, uh, got a you know a regular you know roller cam in it all right i'm showing up with that i'm going to run the same carburetor and i've actually got to weigh more okay than you do with that progressive spec motor in your car you're going to get a weight break and get to run the same size carburetor but you got aluminum heads and you got you know 12 to 1 pistons in the motor and but we're supposed to be run on the same carburetor in my day okay when, when i say my day i'm talking about when we ran either high compression, 9 to 1, or a flat top, okay, if you ran a flat top steelhead motor like I had, you got a 750. If you run a motor like you guys are running, that spec motor, you had to run a 390 on it. You put a 390 on that, you'd never hear any complaints from the guys with the flat top. Nobody would never run them because they would never keep up. You have to, what, from my understanding, what was what was made was is the, the spec motor was made to, to be comparable to the 901 Chevys and to the steel-headed Fords. If you put a 390 on that spec motor, it's it's going to kill it. You, you wouldn't even be able to run with the limiteds. You know, and talking about the weight break, uh, are you telling me that 50 pounds is worth 500 horsepower or, or 100 horsepower? That's not even comparable. You but know, steel-headed Ford needs to be put into its own category too. That's not even. You can't compare that steel-headed Ford that you're running. To the steel-headed uh, Chevrolet, you know, 558 maximum Chevrolet that I'm talking about. It's not even comparable. That Ford needs to be in its own weight class of its own. Oh, I I agree, but but nobody but nobody's complaining about that. Everybody wants to complain about the spec motors, you know. Actually, there in New Smyrna, I weigh 20. You're allowed you're allowed to weigh 2700. I weigh 27. I weigh 2730. So I was 20 pounds lighter than what. You know, a, a steelhead Ford or steelhead Chevy. You know, a, a steelheaded Ford makes 50 more horsepower than a steelhead Chevy, but nobody's complaining about that. Well, is, is anybody complaining about the spec motors besides uh, Wayne? Um, I mean, just on principle. Everybody that, I mean, I haven't, it's just mainly the people up in the panhandle. Because there are a lot of people that are, that are select few that are going around, and you know, just because they don't know about it, they're just bad mouthing the motor, and, and they really they don't know anything about are, it. Are they running McGonagall? Um, a couple. I mean, I don't know what motors they're running or anything, but you know, 
a bunch of a lot of people use Hamner's up in that area and McGunnigill Motors. Yeah, we're we're gonna have uh, Dwayne McGunnigill on uh, mm-hmm. following your deal here, and uh, um, no, I I really think that they need to uh, get some kind of standard. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's like in Florida, there tends to be one. Are you saying there needs to be a standard nationwide? Well, I think it would be great if they had a spec motor and a spec series, and they listed what was supposed to be in it, and this is the motor you're supposed to run. But they as far as them having them sealed up, as far as having them sealed up, you can't seal them up because guys are still going to get in them. That's why I said don't insult my intelligence by think because there's some seal on your motor that somebody wasn't paid something somewhere to make something different. Because if you give people avenues to cheat, somebody's going to cheat. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent But Nobody has no, nobody but the fast car series has even given this chance a motor, given the motor a chance. The guys up there, nobody will let the motor run because everything has been so blown out of proportion about people that don't know what they're talking about. You know, people that, that don't run them, and and that nobody will even give them a chance to run. You know, they won't, they wouldn't let them run up there at the Rattler because the guy told me. "Quote unquote." I've heard horror stories about the motor. <laughs> Don Don Narone sent us a letter um, in the last few days. He sent a letter to us uh, here at Real Racing USA, and uh, part of what he said is uh, in the, is this: uh, he says the, the spec motor from Fast Car has been in existence for three years. When the top teams did not run them, no one cared. As soon as Dick Anderson put one in his car, they were too good. Could it be a good car? He said uh, Mike Fritz, Jeff Chouquet, and Jeff Schofield dominated super late model racing with Fords. The Fords had an advantage. Before that, the 9-to-1 was the thing to run, and we all had to have one. Now the fast car spec motor is the preferred motor. When the 9-to-1 was in the $35,000 range, the Ford about 40000 and the Chevy about 30000 Soon all the teams, after losing a, after a motor that cost between... After losing um, with a motor that cost between thirty and th- thirty and fifty thousand, we're happy to change to a sixteen thousand dollar motor that will last and be competitive. That's part of what he said. My my Ford motor, um, I think it's got more miles on ninety five than than it's got on the racetrack. You know, after after spending so much money, I mean. Being realistic here, we've probably spent fifty to seventy-five thousand range, just you know, after the Ford blows up and just having to keep fixing it because that's the premier motor. You know, they it, it just after spending so much money on that, it just doesn't make sense. Hey, let's go get a spec motor and save that money and spend it somewhere else. If I was spending that kind of money, fifty thousand and stuff like that, I'd just go to Crate Motor, Red Crate Class. You know what I'm saying it's either it's either, it's either you, you go broke trying to keep up with the Fords, or you make a compromise with the spec motor, or you just go crate motor racing. And once we go crate motor racing, the next thing that's going to happen is everybody's going to complain about you cheating in the motor. Yeah, I, I think that if they, when I said there needs to be a standard, I think that um, one of the things is is that they they, they should have kept some restrictions on these motors back then, ten years ago. Yeah, but we're not there 10 years ago. We're here now. But uh, motor-wise, where they're at today, though, and uh, and where they're at today is spread out. There's all kinds of different motors in the cars today. And what, what really gets aggravating, like talking to uh, 
uh, Brian last night, Finney, you know, where you're, you're hearing guys talk about where they've had to take these motors that they spent all these this money on, and they've got to put them away and go buy one of these to be competitive, and it shouldn't be that way. They should make enough concession and enough uh, weight break or enough, figure out what's going to make it even so the steel-headed Ford can run against a flat-top Chevrolet steel-headed motor that can run against one of these uh, uh, um, uh, spec motors and that everybody's close to even. Is everybody going to be happy? They're never going to be happy, but at least get it to where it's close enough so that I don't want to see these guys that have spent the money on the spec motor not be able to run it anywhere. They should be able to run that wherever they want. But it's going to have to be something that's conform with, like you said, everybody. That, you know, like going to the Rattler and those guys hearing horror stories and not letting you run it. If everybody knew what was in it, okay, they probably wouldn't say that. But it's such a secret what's in the freaking things, you know. It's really ridiculous. It's, it's not that it's a, it's not that it's a secret that, that's what's in them. Actually, if you guys would like to find out what's in them, I could get. I mean, I could probably get them on the line tonight, Steve from Progressive. Uh, I mean, I know you guys have probably got your show planned out. Um, we can do whatever you want to do, Jeff. Whatever you want to do, Jeff. I mean, it's up to you guys. I can get. I mean, um, I can get you his. I can give you his number, and I'm pretty sure you know more. Than ha- he'll be more than happy to to get on the line and to explain to people what. I mean, because I can give you my opinions, but I'm not a motor builder, you know, and I, and I don't. All right, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, Jeff, hang on there a minute. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come. We're going to sort this out, and we'll be right back. So just just hang on the line there. We'll be right back. Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin, and this is Wayne Jefferson from Jefferson Irwin Racing, and you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Armed with your trusty marker, you do the impossible. Make an incredibly dirty place even dirtier. Scribble it down now. Your jokes make us pee our pants. Lucky for us, they're down around our ankles. You answer our most vexing question. Whatever happened to the man from Nantucket? Oh, that's a good one. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh ruler of the rhyme. Because when we're looking for a good time, we call you. Oh, Mr. Bathroom Stall, Duty Joe Pride. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to Five Star Race Car Bodies. Five Star Race Car Bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, Five Star has one driving passion, to help you win. Five Star Race Bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today, 5starbodies.com. Well, Jack, you know, when uh, we uh, first encountered this, when uh, Jeff gave us a call and stuff, uh, we started making phone calls, and we got started getting phone calls and emails, uh, posts on the message board about uh, about this, and uh, it's something that a lot of people are interested in. Passionately. Passionately, very passionate. Uh, of course, the super late model game has is, is always been uh, one, of the, one of the top racing endeavors in the state of Florida and southern racing. Well, I'll tell you what, we are very proud to have here as a guest on uh, Real Racing USA Live uh, from uh, McGonagill uh, Racing Motor, Racing Engines, uh, Dwayne uh, McGonagill. Welcome to Real Racing USA. Thank you. It's nice to be here this evening. All right. And uh, we still have Rob there uh, with us hanging out. And uh, I'm still here, yeah. Me and uh, Dwayne were just having a little conversation about motor building. All right, uh, Rick. Do you know where? Where do you want to start with this, Rick? Are we talking about sealed? The difference between sealed motors, crate motors, uh, uh, spec motors. Where are we going here? Well, pretty much as uh, as, as Rob was saying, the sealed deal kind of keeps everybody out of the motors. Isn't that kind of what you were saying, Rob? You don't know what's in the motor, right? You know, uh, they seal them up at the different motor builders, but in actuality, nobody really realizes what's in these motors. You know, it's never. They say, okay, it's a spec motor, but only these certain motor builders are going to be able to build them. And if you've got some real good control, you know, over these shops, and, uh, you know, I guess you don't have a lot of collusion going on with the guys that are driving, maybe it could be worked out. But really what ultimately has to happen is um, in order to keep guys honest, motors have to come apart. Heads have to come off of motors, things like that. Or they have to come up with some kind of devices um, to, to test these, and uh, ultimately, if the spec motors are ever really going to fly, then they need to say, okay, here's the part numbers of the parts you can use. There's no machining that you're allowed to do. This is the tolerances you can have here, here, and here. And this motor can be the parts can be bought for ten thousand dollars. Okay, you want to put it together yourself? Do it. If you're a qualified guy to put it together. This is a guy that can do it. Okay, right. Dwayne, you tell 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 us, give us your take on this, and you can start and just tell us your take on this whole deal. Well, I mean, basically, there is a definite difference between a sealed engine and a spec engine. Um, we manufacture a sealed engine um, that uh, we've manufactured for approximately six years now, running in a super late model type series. And uh, some of the, I mean, I'm just catching part of your conversation. Uh, I was working hard at the shop tonight, so I didn't catch your whole show. But, uh, you know, there is a definite difference between the two. Uh, and integrity is very important on a sealed engine. Um, the promoters and the racer have to have faith that you're doing what you say you're doing. The motors are equal uh, as far as dyno, parts, those kind of things. And, and there's a real difference there on a spec engine. 
and uh, there's a lot of different spec engines across the country, uh, but there's no real standard, uh, you know, as far as what, how a spec engine should be handled. And it is a tough situation for promoters. It's putting a lot of pressure on the promoter uh, to decide how am I going to make sure that these things are legal, you know. Uh, personally, that's why we've kind of gone with the, the sealed engine because uh, we work very hard to keep a, a control over that situation, and we work very diligently with the promoters and the tech people so that they have confidence that uh, if one of our engines shows up, they know what they've got and they can compound on that. If there's any issues, I have no problems with them pulling them out. We've had them brought into the shop by the promoters, dyno taken apart, things like that, to ensure that... Uh, the way they're supposed to be. Now, if, if say, a promoter does bring you an engine, um, do you uh, allow an outside person to tear down the motor, let's say, while in your shop? Normally what happens is we will take that engine apart, uh, but we will not touch that engine. Or Actually, we do not have possession. I do not want possession of that engine until it shows up at our shop with the promoter, whoever's bringing it in. And with them there, we will take it apart and or dyno it first, however they want to do it. But normally we do take them apart because uh, we also know how the engine's supposed to be manufactured. And if there is a problem uh, that someone's tampered with it, uh, we are going to know that first more than other people. You know. But most of your promoters will send their tech people, someone who knows uh, something about an engine, you know, uh, for a disassembly. Now let me ask you this, and... Uh Jeff Choquette said he heard this at the Rattler, that uh, there were nightmarish stories about the Florida spec motor. Do you know anything about that? Well, I mean, I, I travel all over the country uh, to races, and, and I love super late model racing. I see a lot of racing, and I'm not going to say there's nightmarish stories, but um, I think there's some discrepancies. I mean, anytime you have a spec engine, um, you know, it, it's a little different. There's... The standards are a little different than, say, a sealed engine. So I, I think there's some problems there. There's definitely one thing that I feel all spec engines or sealed engines have to have, and that's a rev limit. You know, the whole purpose of spec engine is basically twofold, save cost and money for the racer and improve the car counts for the promoter. And uh, I think that a rev limit is a necessity in anything like that for longevity and to accomplish that goal. What kind of, um, this is Rob, by the way, what kind of uh, horsepower um, do your motors put out, and how much are they, super late model motors? Our uh, motors put out approximately 590 horsepower. Um, we uh, have two versions, a GM and a Ford version. Uh, the GM version is right at 16,000. Uh, the Ford version is 17.5. Um, our basic package comes uh, as a complete package. Uh, dry sump system, carburation, uh, sealed ignition system that's manufactured by uh, Mallory for us uh, at our given rev limit. Um, Which is? What's your rev limit? 7,200 is our rev limit. 7,200. Okay. Well, uh, I, I understand definitely uh, the sealed motor program. Now, let me ask, where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, we're in Muncie, Indiana. Muncie, Indiana. So, uh, how many guys do you build motors for? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we've been very busy, and uh, we were just talking about the shop the other day. Uh, last year, uh, we either rebuilt or new approximately 250 engines. 
So we have sold engines in over 40 states and Canada. So we're we're covering the country pretty well. A lot of different racers. What series are you uh, mainly involved in in super late model racing? Well, uh, of course, we, we build two different things. Uh, our sealed engine covers uh, like the super late model CRA, uh, Pass, um, all those type things, and then we build our version of a crate engine, a Ford version of a crate engine that covers the multiple ASAs and uh, gas series and those type series. Uh, we basically have something that covers any major circuit in America. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Now, have you ever have have you come across any of your uh, sealed motors that have been tampered with? Um, yes, we have had a couple um, that have had some things done to those, and and uh, you know that's it's going to happen. I don't think that problem is near as widespread as what racers and promoters feel that it is. I mean, we have built so many different engines and seen so many. I don't think it's as big a problem as what people think. Um, But we're constantly working on our SEAL program uh, to uh, improve that, you know, to uh, make sure these things don't happen. But, you know, I don't think it's as widespread a problem as a lot of people honestly think. You know, I've got a lot of good racers who've won lots of major races out there. And I basically, in my mind, the, the horsepower of, you know, majority of the engines out there. And I've seen some major races won on mile tracks where I know for a fact that it was not horsepower that won that race. You know, you've got to have the full package if you want to compete, especially in today's racing world. That's right. That's one thing that's for sure. You got to have a, a, a good package, a, a good motor program, and you know uh, that's why. In the aspect like Jeff Choquette was on before talking, I'm I'm not even racing in that aspect, you know. And uh, to keep up with, uh, like he's talking about, guys that got forty and fifty thousand dollar motors in their car, which to me is ridiculous in super late model racing that we do in Florida. It doesn't pay. It, it just it, it it's a it's a it's a never. Uh, it's a lose-lose situation to be putting a $50,000 motor inside a super late model to run at any race in this state. Uh, it's crazy. Um, but basically, so what you're saying, Dwayne, is is that the the spec motor in Florida, there's too many questions about it being able to be tampered with? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, a spec engine is, there's numerous spec engines across the country, and basically it's a sheet of paper saying, okay, we're going to use these parts. Um, maybe one person will build all those engines. Maybe multiple people will. But like was some you, you were stating earlier, uh, on a spec engine, uh, it's going to have to have some exact specifications. You know, we run these exact parts, the tolerance of how it's machined, and it needs a rev limit. You know, I, mean, I feel that any spec engine needs a rev limit uh, to accomplish its real goal. But without a rev limit, um, you're basically you know, you're being awful close to the, the old-fashioned build engine, you know, because right. RPMs cost money. And, you know, when, and that was our whole purpose when we started this, to put a rev limit on the engine and construct an engine that could run at that lower RPMs that can run three to 4,000 laps with zero maintenance. I mean, uh, change your oil, change spark plugs, no adjusting valves. It's a hydraulic roller that we use. So that's the whole purpose, keep the racer racing. But what, what I'm what I'm saying though is is the is the basic problem with the Florida spec motor is, is that people don't know what's 
going in the motor, right? Well, I, I mean, I don't want to step on anybody's feet here. I mean, I is it just the rev limit then? Is that the deal? Like, like for instance, if um, say the the Florida spec motors, if if they put a a chip on it now and change their their philosophy about it, decide to go with a chip, just for the sake of argument here. Would that smooth out the issue so that these motors could then be run uh, in other places without the problems they have now? Well, I, I think that would definitely be a major step in that direction. Um, you know, you, you have to deal with the promoters on a lot of these different issues, you know, uh, but I think that would be a major step in the right direction, you know. Uh, yeah, I do, too. Okay. So, Go ahead, Rick. No. no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just so, trying. I'm just trying to figure out. Um, beyond, you know, limiting the 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 RPMs on the motor, that's the basic problem. Is that they? Why not? If these guys are going to say run a CRA race or a race at Op Alabama, they don't force them to use a chip to to run 7200 RPM. They can't do that with the spec motor. Well, I mean that could be done. I do believe that the CRA series rules specify uh, a rev chip uh, for that particular engine. Um, I'm not sure if anyone has raced one of those engines up north, you know, in some of right. the, how the panhandle went on up in that direction. But I do believe in the rules there is a rev limit on uh, on that Florida type spec. What does uh, what does one of your what does one of the McGonagall sealed uh, motors what what price range are we talking about for those motors, super late models, right? What'd you do? Step away for a little while, Jack. It's taking care of. Yeah, business. he did. Let him let him hear it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got me again, Rob. Yes, I was. I was off taking care of some some phone calls off the air. That's right. Sixteen to seventeen thousand, depending if you got a Ford or not. So, so it, it, okay, it, gotcha. It's basically okay. the same price range as a, as a progressive motor. There's no reason why they all shouldn't be able to run together. There should be some kind of something that should have been done. These guys shouldn't have been turned away with it. I don't think it's horror stories. My my issue that I have absolutely has nothing to do with horror stories about it. More power to these guys that want to run them. I just say that if they want to get people to be more receptive to a spec motor, let them know what's in it. Let other guys build it if they want and get tech guys that are willing to pull a head off of it. I mean, you can tell if it's cheating if you pull a head off of it if you know the tolerances that you're looking for. Because if anybody's cheating... That's where they're going to be cheap. Well, Dwayne, let me ask you this, and hopefully this wasn't—I'm not not going backwards again. But uh, like promoters get together and uh, and hammer out things. At least uh, sometimes they do. Uh, they get together, and, and some things uh, can get sorted out in promoters' meetings and so forth. Do engine builders do that, or is it like every man's an island unto himself? Well, you're right. Every man's an island to himself. I mean. The engine building thing has always been such a secretive thing, you know, but it's a changing world out there. I mean, General Motors came out with their crate engine, uh, you know, eight, nine years ago, and uh, right then we could see that the world's changing, you know, and you've got to adapt, and engine builders are going to have to do that. I mean, to a certain degree, we're going to have to work together uh, for everyone to survive. Well, what about Toyota now? Is that going to bring in a whole new aspect, or is it like Dodge? People are going to stay away from it. Well, I think we all know that Toyota has money. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, I would not be surprised if Toyota doesn't try to do something here. But, you know, they're into this 360 Sprint deal. 
Um, but Toyota always seems to try to control everything themselves. So it'll be interesting as far as the uh, aftermarket people and the uh, engine, independent engine builders, what happens there. So you guys who are independent engine builders like yourself and Progressive and other uh, Amner and so forth, if is it possible that uh, if uh, Toyota comes into this game that you guys could uh, could find yourself uh, uh, arming together? Well, you know, you could be right, and uh, Jeff and I have been uh, working together a little bit the way it is, uh, you know, on our different engines that we're working on right now, and you'll see some more uh, things together out of us here in the future because, like I say, it's a changing world, and we're going to have to adapt to it. Dwayne, uh, your business revolves around late model racing. Um, what's your feelings on the state of late model racing in the country? Well, I think the economy is going to say a lot about what happens here in the near future. I mean, uh, it's not as strong as it used to be. I mean, I grew up on asphalt late models. That's what we love. And uh, and we're trying to do everything we can to help us survive. But uh, it's just like everything. It's an expensive uh, endeavor, you know. But uh, I think that just proves why we're going to have to work together more, promoters, engine builders chassis manufacturers, everyone, so we can keep it strong. Hey, Dwayne, I'd be glad to take one of your motors. You want to send it down here for me? I'll strap it in my... You knew he was going to do that. Rick, you knew he was going to start. He was going to... I'm proud for you, Dwayne. I'll put your name all over the side of it, and I'll save it. I'll put it in their butt. We get one of the top engine builders in the country, and Rob's panhandling, Rick. What are we going to do with this guy? That's just bonehead. I'll put him on the list. I've got a, a very long list of requesting. I'm sure you do, Dwayne. And you'll slip him in right there at the bottom, right? Yes, sir. Don't, don't think I won't ask Steve the same thing. <laughs> well, Dwayne, can we call on you again? Sure. All right. Good hey, deal. Dwayne, it was nice talking to you. I enjoyed enjoyed you. Yeah, it's it some great information, Dwayne. Um, and uh, I'm sure we're going to get a ton more questions uh, about all this deal, and uh, and we're going to need your opinion on it. Uh, I'm glad to give my comments. Thank you, fellas. All right, Dwayne. All right, uh, Dwayne uh, McGonagall from uh, McGonagallEngine.com. There you go. Great stuff on that website. uh, Mr. Rob? Very interesting guy, you know, and uh, I want to say, you guys, you need to continue the show. You need to keep it going even though it's 9 o'clock, but um, I'm definitely going to listen. I want to hear what... You know, Steve and we got Steve McGinnis and uh, Jeff Choquette coming back to join us here right after a short break. Robin, uh, I'll talk to you uh, later for sure. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Rob. Well, I, we knew Rob was going to ask for a motor. Man, I can't. <laughs> I can't believe this guy. He'll panhandle for anybody. We'll be yeah, right is, back. Uh, this has turned into a very interesting uh, scenario here. We'll be right back here on Real Racing USA Live. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. 
Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. ASA Fastlane, only on Real Racing USA. Meet the racers of America's most exciting short track racing series every Wednesday night from 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. From the Milwaukee Mile to Bristol Motor Speedway, Five Flags in Nashville, the ASA is the racing series where young talent meets wily veterans in extreme short track competition. O'Reilly is America's auto parts store, and the ASA is America's premier late model series. O'Reilly Auto Parts ASA Fastlane gets you close to the action and behind the scenes with the real stories from the drivers themselves. The O'Reilly Riley ASA Fastlane, only on Real Racing USA. All right, we're back here on Real Racing USA Live. It's spec night here on Tuesday night on Real Racing USA Live. Jack, who do we got on the phone with us? Uh, let's see. We have Jeff Shoketch back with us, and we have Steve McGinnis from uh, Progressive Racing Engines. Now, Steve, did uh, Jeff let you know the rundown of what we're talking about tonight? Yeah, he was telling me a little about what was going on, and I was listening to uh, what Dwayne's comments was. Now, tell us, give us your side of the story right now. Okay, Dwayne thinks that we're building a spec motor is not a sealed motor. The spec motors are sealed. Every motor is sealed got numbers on it's got three different seals on it it has numbers on the seals and um and each time we update it or refresh in somebody's motor or we build a new motor it gets faxed to all the tracks to all the promoters and we have we have ways of we have things that's in the seals itself that we can check at the track a quick check to see if anybody's been tampering with it or anything and we have caught people before uh, tampering with the limited late model motors, which they're going to auction off at the first Goodyear race. That's right. Saturday, this coming Saturday night, Don Rohn yeah. said that today. That's right. They have one of the motors that they're going to auction off. You don't even have. you got 15 days to pay. What right? are they going to do with the motor, though? It's illegal, right? No. we he, They sent it They back. fixed it. Oh, okay. The owner of the motor paid to have it right. We put all the parts in it right, took all the wrong parts out, and... Uh, and Narone's going to auction it off at the first race. Oh, there you go. Okay. Now, I can remember a couple of years ago, uh, it was uh, Chris Fontaine had problems with keeping the, the, the seals on his motor. Do you remember that when they pulled the motor at DeSoto and they sent it down to you? Yep. And, yep. and But, of course, the motor came out fine, right? Yeah, I put it on a dyno, and it was right where it was before. Now, the other the, the main thing that I'm getting from people is is that they can't get a list of what's in this motor. Everybody, I faxed, a, I faxed a list of every part that's in that motor to CRA. 
So, it, it, I mean, the part number and everything, right? Everything. Now, everything did you... in that motor is in CRA. The tech officials, every uh, track promoter has a list of everything that's in that motor. So... And, and we have, like here, Jack Landis asked me, okay, because he bought a motor from us. Right. And he asked us, he said, Steve, am I going to get the same motor Choquette's got? And I said, I had it in the back of my truck. And I told him, I'll tell you what, you buy Choquette's motor, and we'll swap it right now and put that one in your car, and we'll put the one in the back of my truck in Choquette's car. That is exactly what Jeff said earlier in the show. Now, and, and I'd asked Dwayne about that. I said, you know, the list of the parts and stuff. I couldn't get what you just told him, told me from him. What's that now? I couldn't get what you, you just told me that you fax a list of parts with part numbers and everything. What's any in track your... promoter that right. lets the – and I don't want to go – let me let me – clear something up uh-huh. i do not want to go and build motors for all them series up there i would just like the racers down here to be able to travel right and race up there and their spec motors be able to come down here and race if if our spec motor goes up there and has to run a chip i have no problem with that but mcgonagill's motor is a different bore and stroke combination than ours is his is a bigger motor it's got more stroke it makes more bottom end and he lets Hamner, because Hamner's, I believe, his born stroke combination is like ours, and they let Hamner's motor run a 7,600 RPM chip, which I think would be fine for our motor. Right. But a 72, he runs a hydraulic roller camshaft, which you can't turn it no more than 7,200 because it'll tear itself apart. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but I mean, your motor would be fine with a 7,200 chip. With a 7,600 chip. 7,600 chip. Yeah, because I have a smaller stroke. Mine has a three five hundred stroke. His has a three seven fifty stroke. So he's basically got a bigger and faster motor. What's what started all this problem, Steve? Uh, about what? what? About the the spec motors and and the people up in the Panhandle and Alabama and everywhere saying that it, it, can't it was run a horror your, story. They can't run these motors up there. What started all that? Well, you know what you know what I believe. This is just my belief. I don't know this for a fact. But they think that somebody's trying to come in their backyard and steal their business, which I do not want to do. You know, we, we have enough work down here with, with Florida. I'm involved in other things besides this. And I don't want to go in somebody's backyard and steal their business. I would just like the racers here to be able to travel and uh, race different places. <clears throat> and vice versa. I'd like to see rate more racers come down here and, and race, you know down here also well like like we suggested with uh i don't know if we suggested it but it, it was brought up talking with uh Dwayne that uh you know i asked him about the promoters you know the promoters get together and, and sometimes are able to sometimes they're able to get together and sometimes they're able to hammer out some things that smooth out some of the issues between them and i asked him if the motor builders did that and he kind of indicated not um although he i, I help i help everybody engine building and as far and i want to make a comment to some of them guys that come in they want to build their own motors they want to buy the parts right me and my partner brian we go to the super late and he goes to the limited late nobody pays us to go to these races we work on other people's cars that don't even have our motors we work on other people's cars to keep them into the race nobody pays us to do that why should i give a list to somebody and let him build the motors and i'm going to go to the track and tune on his motor how does that work uh, it doesn't sound right to me. Well, that I, what I should do, live under a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. You know, some people, they make they get a mistake of this is their hobby and my and my, my business, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
Well, see, the thing that I don't I don't understand though is is you know the comment by uh, Wayne last week saying that this was going to be a problem with racers from up north coming down here to compete against the Florida Spec Motor if the actual McGonagall motor up north is an is an actually higher horsepower motor. Well, Wayne made a comment about every like a Spec Motor one every night at Speed Week, and. 80% of the motors down here are spec motors. So, you, you know, it's like shooting a shotgun at a target. One of the BBs is going to hit. Exactly. You know, now, McGonagill up in Nashville, I think the top five were McGonagill motors, which McGonagill probably had 20, 25 cars in a race, and it's the same thing. You know, he's shooting a shotgun at a target. One of the BBs is going to hit. Yep. Uh-huh. I, I, just didn't, uh, I, I think it's just a lot of frustration, and the people who knock it are people who's, who's got enough money to build $35,000, $40,000 motors, now they don't have that advantage no more. Now the guy that's coming up, you know, buys a motor for $16,000, $17,000, and horsepower-wise at the track, which now the really, I think, the only horsepower track is, is New Smyrna. Right. Lakeland's lost all its grip. Yeah, the, that, I noticed that, you know, in January. It was just, it was terrible. I'll, I'll second that because... At Lakeland this year, you know, we've always been one that to have a Ford there, and um, I actually I believe you know on race day we were we were during the practice you know we were even looking to kill horsepower. You know, Lakeland, if I can get in the gas two car lengths earlier than the guy with the Ford can, obviously I'm going to have more momentum down the straightaway. So, like he said, the only track with horsepower now is is New Smyrna. What kind of motor was Bush running? He had uh, uh, nine to one. Um, um, hold on, I'm gonna tell you right now. Up in Wisconsin, what's his name? Does a lot of truck motors and everything. Wagner. Wagner. He had a Wagner nine to one. Okay. Yeah. So and, and, and basically, Hoffman, I mean, you seen Hoffman in the super late? He was running fifth, right? Right. What a crate motor. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Right. Broke his super late motor. And he was running fifth in, in the, with the crate motor. That was the same motor that he was running in the ASA, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I told some people that, and they didn't believe me. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, what do you think, Steve? I mean, what do you think is is, is going to end this motor what's, yeah, war? What's the answer? I mean, what's to, what's going to be the answer to Panhandle, Lower Alabama, Lower Georgia, and all that? It, you know, not and, and farther north. I don't know. I mean, like Pensacola. You're going to put restrictor plates on. You're going to do everything you can to kill it because you can't. You can't use nothing there in Pensacola. They proved that the crate motors are just as fast as as the super late motors. So there's no there's no direct advantage, basically, is what you're saying. No, no. I mean the the spec motor, the the feedback that I get from drivers, and and that's what when we built it, that's what we worked off. But of. we didn't work off of horsepower because it's got heavy parts in it. All the manufacturers has worked with us, and they, and they brought the price down to us so we can give them these good parts, because I've explained to them the same thing. Hey, listen, GM, these crate motors and everything, they're not only going to put me out of business, they're going to put you out of business. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> and for three or four years, all the parts manufacturers got together for the limited lates, because that's what we started this thing at be before, is the, the limited lates. And they got together, and they put up, um, a total of $500 for every race for the highest finishing spec motor in the Limited. And that, that was on for like three or four years. And uh, I think this year they did away with that with that program. Yeah, I remember that. That, that, was, uh, that was a good program, too. 
But see, like I'm going to tell you right now, as far as an engine builder, my aspect, I don't like the spec motor because you're looking for power, you're looking for this, you're looking for that's gone. You throw that out the window. Now you're just making sure they're all the same and they're, they're, they're all reliable. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, it's kind of taking the super out of super late model, hasn't it? Yeah. But as far as, I mean, I think the best fix that we have down here, and, and it's not, okay, pull the motor out and I'm going to take it to my dyno because nobody, nobody's seeing that. All they're saying is they're going by what you say, you know, which you see the controversy everybody's got with their hearsay stuff. Right. But at the track, if somebody says, my spec motor don't run as good as his, put both of these cars together, Narone, you hold this race up for an hour, and we're going to swap these motors, and somebody's going to get their butt kicked with their own motor. Right, yeah. Yeah, like Jeff said earlier. That will end that. We have done that two or three times. Yeah. People have backed off and didn't want to do it. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, like Jeff said earlier, you know, he'd be willing to swap any progressive motor with the motor in his car right now. Yeah. Yeah, without a problem. Well, I mean, in in Speed Weeks, Jeff's car was, was phenomenal. I mean, you could see it through the corner. You could time it through the corner. Nobody was on the gas before he was outside. You know, it, he didn't pass no cars going down the straightaway. He passed them going around the corner when they was out of the gas. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's called handling. So. so now there's other, there there are a couple other people who build the spec motors for fast cars, is that right? Yeah, there's uh, Jimmy Cope and uh, Dave Kroom. And you're doing exactly the same thing. We all do the same thing. As a matter of fact, we are on the... Uh, Brodex deal, so at no cost, I don't make no money off of it. I have to keep the 10 sets of heads because I have to buy 10 sets of heads at a time. I have to buy 10 oil pumps at a time. I have to buy 10 intakes at a time. I have to keep all these in stock. When they build, when they go to build the motor, I'll send them the heads. It don't cost, I don't make a dime off that. But I do it just to keep the program going. And this is just, I mean, the bottom line is, to me, it just seems like I understand all the confusions and arguments going on, but but, I mean, this is saving the racers a ton of money. Well, people talk, but they don't know they don't know what they're talking about. You know, they 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 hear say they hear all this stuff and and they hear what's going on, but that it's you know they don't know what's what's going on really. And as far as cheating up the head, I told Don Narone when we had a meeting, I said, look, Don, I'll try it. If it don't work, I'll go cut grass or something. I said, but what we need to do is put a fully CNC ported head so that you can't cheat it up. Just a, a wide open head, basically. It's a Brodex has a, a two twenty seven C fully CNC ported head, and that's what we put on these things. Now they got big heavy parts. They got big heavy rings, so they'll last. Where your your forty thousand dollar steelhead motor has these little bitty rings that has no drag, but after a thousand laps, they're done. Bring it in, freshen it up. Right. Where one of these spec motors run? Our steelhead Chevrolet. I'll tell you right now, on my dyno, which all dynos are different, my steelhead Chevrolet goes 610, 615. My steelhead Ford, 630, 640 range. And you can't drive them. You cannot drive them. They're too violent. And the spec motor, we got a nice, easy ramp so it don't tear the valve train up because it don't have a real expensive valve train like shaft rockers or anything. It's got regular stud mount rockers. And the reason we don't put a chip on here is because, you know, I'm not the one that, that that tells me what to build. I build the motor to what the promoters tell me to do. Steve, I want a motor that will compete with a steelhead Ford and a steelhead Chevrolet for half the cost. And that's what I tried to do. So what do you see this year in, like, the Sunbelt series? And maybe the Goodyear, if you want to 
you know, you can include that. But the Sun Belt particularly, mm-hmm. how do you think that this is uh, going to affect the competition this year? Is the car count going to – is this going to help increase the car count? I mean, what what kind of effect do you think it will have on the Sun Belt over the year? I don't know. I mean, like they said, the economy, I think, is going to have the most effect. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been saying, too. You know, I don't think the spec motor is going to, you know, one way or the other, but it does. You know, like it's like one of my customers, um, you know, uh, Jeff Schofield's uh, uh, old sponsor there, Mike. Sure. Guaranteed Concrete. Sure. He called me aside and he said, Steve, what's the difference between my motors and those spec motors? And I said, how many motors you got? He goes, seven. I said, you could have 14. And that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, you know, Steve, that's a, a lot of information in a short amount of time. And I mean, I'm sure we're not done with this by any means, but uh, you gave us a lot of information there, brother. But, I mean, it's definitely a lot of seals. And, and, and like I said, if somebody says, you know, one spec motor is not at the track, let's swap them. Anything you want to add, Jeff? Uh, no, I, I agree 100% with what he says. And, uh, you know, like he says, if they want to come over there and pull them out, uh, we'll be more than happy to do it for one that's uh, equal to it. You started all this with your phone call, you know. <laughs> That's fine. I just wanted to set it straight. You know, I, like I said, the interview you guys had the other, the other the last week sure. was, you know, totally off the chart. You know, you had somebody on there speaking that didn't even, doesn't even have one and doesn't even know, you know, really what they're talking on, talking about on this subject. Right, and it didn't even start out that way. Exactly. Yeah, we started out talking about his dirt late model. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We really thank you guys for having me on, and uh, yeah, appreciate it. Y'all for listening to us. All right, Steve and Steve, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, and we really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, and I appreciate talking to you guys. All right, all right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Take care. Thank you. All right. Wow. I need a drink. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I'm starting to get a headache trying to absorb all this, but it, well, you're it, a mo- you, you know you're, yeah. you're a lot more mechanical. I mean, you've been a mechanic uh, most of your life and and work around parts and auto stuff. Uh, you know, we talk promotion. I know what's going on. This is really, uh, really. It's sometimes it's hard to get your head around, but you know, at least we get the thing out and get people who know do know together. Get them talking about it and. Uh, then people can out there, the racers can make up their own mind which way they want to go with stuff. Well, I mean, Steve gave us the answer that we, I was asking is is the list of parts. He said the list of parts is, is, is readily well, available. Yeah, and that's... Uh, and, you know, I mean, to me... All right, Rob, there you go. The parts are out there. They're available. To me, dude. it sounds like it's it's basically uh, stay out of my yard. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, I don't know what it sounds like. Boy, I'll tell you what, we had some and stuff. Dwayne, and Dwayne was a wealth of information, too. Uh, you know, he, he's a great engine builder. He's been around for years. Um, I, I just don't think this, this is a long way from being over. Oh, there's no doubt. But I, I really, and I hope the economy doesn't have the effect that I think it is going to during this year. But I really would like to see a clean slate and see what this does. Having all these guys go. I mean, all these guys are going to spec motors. Yeah, they have yeah, to. They have in to. the Sun Belt. The price has now been dropped. The comp- you know, competitive price, almost of half ra- price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've cut the price of racing for these guys yeah. in, in half, in, at least on the motor aspect of it. And uh, it should be interesting to see. And uh, you're going to be there Friday night. Friday night, announcing the Sun, Sun Belt, Belt Super Late Model Series this Friday night yeah. at Orlando Speed World. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll be there at uh, Orlando Speed World. Can't wait, and uh, we'll see what uh, kind of show Don Nerone puts together. Yeah, first Super Race of the Year. 